Hello everybody, my name is Kelvin and you are welcome to Impact Series. This is a podcast where we bring people who have achieved significant feats, who are doing amazing things. We bring them on this platform so we can learn from them and apply some of their principles and practices so that we can avoid certain mistakes and get to our destination much, much faster. You know, mentorship is the name of the game. If you have a mentor, you can avoid unnecessary delays. And so that's what we are doing here on the Impact Series. You are welcome. Your feedback is very, very much relevant to what we are trying to do. So if you have any comments, any questions, feel free to connect with us, leave a message in the comment section, and most importantly, subscribe and follow this channel so that you can be updated on the various episodes of this pod- podcast. Thank you very much and have a fabulous time. Enjoy this session with Dr. William Otre Frimpon, an amazing gentleman in, by all standards. In this session, we discuss personal development and how relevant it is in today's world. Catch you on the flip side. Well, you're welcome to the Impact Series. This is the third episode in the, in, in the year 2023, and it's been exciting so far. We've had some, some amazing people pass through. Uh, the last episode, we actually spoke a lot about agri-business agri opportunities, especially for those of us um, who are busy doing corporate work and maybe doing other things. You know, you have a full-time job. You want to start an agri-business on the side. That was the last episode. Get, check out my YouTube channel and then take a recap. There's lots of learning points over there. And today we are going to be talking about personal development. Now, personal development is indeed a major, major part of everybody's success journey. And if you don't develop yourself, I mean, well, that's that. It, end, it ends right there. <laughs> so personal development, development is very, very, very important. And we are going to have an awesome gentleman join us. Here's a brief about him. So Dr. William Oshirifrimpon wears many hats as a medical doctor management leader, motivational, motivational coach, and minister of the gospel. He is the founding medical superintendent of the Nungwa Lekma Polyclinic. Here he combines his clinical practice and managerial responsibilities with competence and sterling character. Yet above, yet above and beyond being a leading doctor, Dr. Will, as he's affectionately known, is, Af- is the Africa EPSA regional CEO of the Heart Group, an international leadership and mentorship organization he is also the lead coach at Robamed Consult, a soft skills training firm, and served as an independent consultant to CDC Foundation's field epidemiologist training program for Thailand, Ethiopia, China, and India. In these roles, he frequently offers training to emerging leaders and established professionals. Dr. Otre Frempong holds an MBCHB in medicine and surgery, an executive certificate in business administration, a certificate in healthcare administration and management, certificates in monitoring and evaluation and economic evaluation in global health, and a master's in organizational leadership and governance. He is an accredited DISC coach and a, certif- and, and a certified professional coach with over 12 years of experience serving in leadership and board roles, awards and leadership and board roles in healthcare education, church and nonprofits. Dr. Will has been the recipient of a number of advisory board chair, a number of awards and recognition. He is a member of the Institute of Directors Ghana and a current advisory board chair of the U.S. Ghana Alumni Association. He is also a member of the Luzerne Movement's YLGen and a widely received itinerant preacher. Yes. 
William is a 2020 Harvard Humphrey Public Health Policy and Management Fellow from Emory University and a 2022 Archbishop Desmond Tutu Leadership Fellow. He demonstrates biblical reflection, visionary perception, and refreshing common sense. He is married to Graceful Ruby, and they are blessed with two children. Dr. Will is unashamedly Christian and a completely sold out and, and completely sold out to Christ. Now, this obviously means he's the right person to talk to you. I mean, for a doctor to go all out and do all these things, it means that personal development is, key, is a key part of what he does. So with a round of applause, a virtual round of applause, let's welcome Dr. Will to the house. William, how are you doing? Good evening. Hi, neighbor. Good evening. <laughs> neighbor, Charlie, it's been ages. Hope you are doing well. By God's grace, I'm, I'm well kept. Oh, it, looks like, it looks like the technology issues followed me here as well. I see my, my video is... Uh, whitewashed now. Oh my goodness! Anyway, but we, we, we are here. We, we are still going to be able to learn from you because I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that we could we can take from you. So I'm happy that you are here this evening, and I'm going to hand over to you to to show us the way. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I hope you can hear me, in spite of the video uh, challenge, and it won't matter in a while because I'll be switching the presentations. There'll be something to. Um, thanks, Kelvin, for for the invitation, and also thanks for taking the trouble to to do what you do to to impact your community. And I hope that over the next uh, uh, within this hour that we engage, that I'll be able to um, share with our friends here and learn from from them as well. And thanks for uh, the making the time for that elaborate introduction. I think that the context was right because of the subject we we're doing. Uh, otherwise, a much shorter one would have done. Uh, a friend of mine, in fact, a good mentor of mine says that when you are good, you don't need long introductions. But when you are not good, not even long introductions can help. So I, I hope that it will be worth our while. But we're looking at personal development today. And I christened the personal development 101 because there are some things that cannot be taught in a day. They are taught daily. And so we begin today our 101 journey. And I hope that some of you will take it to as far as the Lord would grant you. Um, we, our outline for today is looking at a, a prologue to personal development. Obviously, I have the thing for alliteration. So you'll see a bit of it in the presentation. You can just. Uh, uh, uh admit it as part of the art forms that i like uh purpose of personal development points for personal development process of pd and a post word on pd or personal development so let's look at the prologue here we engage the definition and the drivers of personal development uh, i have composed this, um, this PowerPoint really by reflecting on my own journey and um, what has been the, the, the contribution that personal the drive and desire for personal development and growth has, play has played in my professional journey and personal life, but also the benefits that afforded me and the opportunities and challenges as well. And um, I hope that it will be a blessing to you. So by way of 
of definition, um, personal development is a lifelong process of developing new skills, behaviors, actions, attitudes, and habits to benefit your career, your personal life, or both. So although it is called personal development, uh, it is not removed from professional development as well. And so it's for purposes of acquiring new skills, competences, attitude, uh, traits, habits that would inure to your personal growth and your professional goals. And um, the main thing is really about self-improvement. So you improve knowledge, you improve your capabilities, you improve your self-awareness, even about yourself, in order for you to attain, and not just attain, but also sustain your personal growth and professional goals. And uh, what are some of the sources for personal development? We, we, personal development comes um, in many ways. I have... Uh, looked at it, simplifying them in, in three headings. At first, there's a self-desire. For many people, their test or drive towards personal development is really innate. It's an innate motivation. They, they are so committed to developing themselves. They're attending workshops. They're acquiring certificates. They're uh, improving new skills, learning every now and then, adding value from an innate nature. Nobody you know, requires of them to do it, but they are self-determined to get this done. It also sometimes comes a place from a place of competitiveness. They want to be on top of the game, on top of the pack, ahead of the squad. And so they, they, there's that self-drive and desire to get this. And then there is also number two, societal demands. The future of jobs is, is, is really... Uh, different from what it was 10 years ago. And so for someone who completed probably a, a, a tertiary education in five, four, 10 years ago, the, the skill sets that you require to be competitive today are different. You know, and if you have to think about work or job security, you need to be relevant every day because every day and in every way, the, the job market is changing. And without those skill sets, you will not be relevant. And again, societal demand, because sometimes companies themselves, you know, push staff into personal development programs as performance improvement strategies. So you, you can grow in a new area that is different from your primary area or acquire a, a, a new set of skills to, to lead a certain diversification a company is making. So societal demands can sometimes um, compel us to, to, to undergo personal development. And my last, obviously, you've seen I started doing S's, so the last will also be an S. It's a sovereign design. You know, there are most times that you, you ask people, they ask, when they are in school, their aspiration, their dreams, their goals, they mention all sorts of things. You know, I know people who wanted to be so many different things and yet today they are doing entirely different things and for some really some of them um, who never thought they would even be in a cassock or in a priestly role they have been called out of their professions to, to serve God's flock 
And so there's also a sovereign design that no matter how much we want to plan and chart our lives, there's a supernatural call that invites us to respond differently. And that supernatural call is not just for the clergy, it's also for human beings who are trained in a different area, but yet you find that they, are, they, they get into a new area and they're excelling in it. They never have a background in agriculture, but yet they are they're doing fantastically well there. They've never been trained in IT, and yet somehow the, the, the ones who are getting into development and uh, writing codes and things like that, without a formal degree there, I believe is an unnatural endowment, and this has to be supernatural. So the three sources are one, self-desire, number two, societal demands, and number three, uh, sovereign design. Um, Kelvin, if I'm still audible, I, um, let me know. Kindly yes, just type. We, can, we can hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Great. So let's go to the next. Let's look at the drivers. So we've seen the sources where they come from. Society, self, the divine, uh, supernatural or the divine. What drive, what are the drivers? What uh, enables this? For some people, it's from a place of passion. They, they are so intrigued about um, how technology works that they get so much into it and, you know, form uh, um, skills and competences you know, every day they are discovering new things. It fascinates them. So, and uh, the question is, what fascinates you? And in that area of your fascination, can you build, develop yourself such that if anyone is sought after in that area, when they are seeking for the top 10 people in that area in this country, you would have built your capacity such that you would stand out. David, and forgive me if I make biblical references, but that's my, my worldview. Uh, David, the young man, at a certain point in time, we're told in, in, in scripture that the king needed someone to play in his presence. And Saul uh, sought for someone who was skillful to play. David was not in the palace, but we're told that one of the king's servants admitted David's CV. He said, have you considered Yes, uh, David, Jesse's son, the Bethlehemite. He is skillful in playing. He communicates well. He's a man of valor, prudent in speech, and the Lord is with him. You know, so there are times when the things you are passionate about, David was doing this at the backside of the desert, brought him into prominence. What is it that you are passionate about? Can you do it to a level and learn and improve to a level where people from far can recognize you and even recommend you in different places. The second driver is progression. For there, there are some, it's not really a matter of passion. It's like, um, this is where they progress to. They've done a first uh, secondary school. Uh, they studied, uh, what can I think of? Let's say they studied, they studied science with uh, uh, ge geography option. They went to uni to read uh, geomatic engineering or something related to soil science or something. And then they did a master's in something in that area. So they are continuing, they are building capacity. And you can see that it is a progression from where they started from. And uh, they all, that also uh, counts as one of the drivers. The next is practice. 
um, again, how, how, what do I call practice as a driver of personal development? So this is where the individual um, gets exposed to a certain scale. Um, probably it's a parent's job, but they, they spend vacations helping out either on the farms or in the shop or in the, in a, whatever. Then they, they by interning or internship, they get to uh, develop um, uh, a skill in that area. They, they build a capacity that ordinarily they wouldn't have had. It becomes uh, a driver of personal development. So many people gain, gain personal development through practice. They are interns, they are apprentices, they are um, whatever, they understudy people. For some, the driver of personal development is, is peer pressure. They see their, their friends going for a second degree. They also say, well, it's time, let me go along. <laughs> there are also some, they, feel, they see people attending short courses. They say, oh, let me go and see what is done there. So um, this, this uh, peer pressure can also enable people to uh, embark on personal development enterprises. And their last but one category is persuasion. This is where people are impressed on. This is um, where people are impressed on by, by others. Um, so sometimes parents, mentors, um, guidance and uh, uh, guidance counselors, etc., um, or HR experts or coaches in in the workplace, they they review a person's progress, a person's skill sets, and recommend further training in an area or the other. It becomes a driver from the source of persuasion. Then we can march on to providence uh, the times when you you never you would have said yesterday that in fact in this this training or this applying for this academic program or you know this area i would have never thought out the planet but some way somehow circumstances line up in a way that places you right in the middle of that that opportunity and many times in our lives, no matter how much we like to think that we are planners, we are thoughtful, we are skillful, you know, we know what we're about and we know where we are going. Most times there are welcome diversions that uh, call it providence or call it the divine places in our path to enable us get to where we are originally meant to be. So why do we have to focus on personal development. Why is how personal development been so important to me? I give you um, some some reasons here. So we we live in a time where you do success is not just dependent on the degree you have or the certificate you have. It is dependent on your ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Without that ability, you will not thrive meaningfully and so that's why a commitment to personal development matters because your your i think it's alvin toffler who said that the illiterate of the 21st century is the one who can read but does not read 
how 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 many of us are in that in that um, quadrant? We Toffler says you are illiterate if you can read but don't. So you, to thrive in the times we live in, you don't need just a degree. You need more than that. You need you need agility. You need flexibility. You need to be adaptable. You need global skills, and those are not necessarily taught in a degree program or in an uh, uh, educational certificate program. And then we live in times of fast change. I mean, look at the times we live in. Um, COVID has changed almost everything. So that if you were the kind of person who says, well, for me, computer is not the thing for me. You, you, are, you are living in um, um, uh, AD, but yet you are a DC person. You you are you are born before computers. You 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 still type by doing a when he b when he. You know, <laughs> that's a tragedy, because work is going increasingly technological and many automation. In fact, the World uh, Economic Forum report on the future of jobs says that automation is becoming the order of the day, and many jobs will be will be substituted by automation and new ones introduced that are dependent on technology. So you have to join that, that fast lane. It's, there's a fast change and you have to comply. Today, knowledge, the rate at which knowledge changes. They say, I, I heard someone, if I remember correctly, say that uh, the half-life of knowledge is now 7.7 years, 8 months, which means that every uh, certain number of after a certain number of period, you need to go back to check whether the knowledge you thought you had is still relevant. Um, and of course, you need to, to stay relevant. So I, I put this together, looking at a pre-COVID era, they described that as a, a period where the, the, work, the world of work was VUCA. It was volatile, it was uncertain, it was complex, and it was ambiguous. Uh, think about that. Volatile, there was uh, rapid changes. It was uncertain. You couldn't tell what was going to happen next. It was complex. It was not simple. You can't uh, explain it in a linear way. What was straightforward was now more convoluted. And it was ambiguous. You can't even comprehend where you stand. And this uh, today in a, a post-COVID-19 uh, or in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I, I was introduced to this new terminology, money, and I heard it first from Doris Ahiati, CEO of Crescendo Console. Uh, she says that in this time, we have even transitioned from VUCA into BANI, where B for brittle, A for anxiety, N for nonlinear, and I for incomprehensible. Whether you subscribe to VUCA or to BANI, the truth of the matter is that the times we live in requires that you are able to learn, unlearn, and relearn skill sets, traits, strategies, habits that would help align you towards success in this 21st era. So we live in changing times. And Prof. Bawani says that there are 
two things we can say with certainty about the future. It will be different and it will, it will surprise. Now, more than ever, leaders must navigate unfamiliar, challenging times at a quickening pace of change, increasing expectations, and a rising tide of rapidly evolving conditions. It is the reason why any emerging leader or any established leader, anyone on this call who is who wants to intentionally place themselves in a place of advantage should take personal development seriously. I came across this quote from a Fortune 500 CEO. Um, I attended a, a fine dining training. Um, because I, I realized that more and more the um, business was being, is being done over, over meals. And sometimes it can get confusing when you get into a, a, a business meeting that is being done over meals and it is a fine restaurant, you know, all of this uh, uh, cutlery set up and you are not sure which of them to use. And some people have gone in and said, oh, Media cutlery, they are use natural, natural hands, you know, and and you 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 make fun about it, but then you come across as lacking something. There's a quote that a Fortune 500 CEO says. It says, "Eating is not an executive skill, but it's especially hard to imagine why anyone negotiating a rise to the top." would consider it not possible would consider it possible to skip mastery mastering the very simple requirements of good etiquette what else did they skip learning so when something as basic as uh, table manners you you get it wrong um, it makes people wonder that is there other things that you, you you are missing or have skipped. And I want us, those on this call who have been taking uh, fine dining very seriously to do so because more and more you would be getting into that area where you are meeting clients over meals and you shouldn't confuse the, the salad fork with the dinner fork. <laughs> or no, confuse which side of the table your your glass wears and take that of the other person on your your left um but the 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 summary of, of this photo and i'm sure that everyone can see that it it appears that the bridge is linking the wrong part the, the water body is on the the right side and the bridge which should connect the two land areas is rather on the left side. So it's a bridge to nowhere. But the, the, the back story is that this is called the Chulotika Bridge. And uh, it is, was built in the Honduras, a place in the Central America, uh, by Japanese, you know, engineers. The, the, there was, you know, a challenge with accessing the, the other area and anytime you did anything any bridge you know they had floods they had they it washed 
whatever they constructed. So they got these very fine engineers to build a bridge between 1996 and 1998. This bridge was 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 ready. 484 meters long bridge. It was now strong and was supposedly they said it was built to last in that same year it was handed over in october the area experienced some torrential rains about 75 inches of rainfall recorded that day and about 7,000 lives were lost the resultant effect is the picture that you see here as the rain fell it it, it shifted the sand and silt in, under the bridge and the water changed course so now the the water or the river or whatever that the, the, was formed there had gone past the bridge and now the bridge was standing in the middle of nowhere connecting uh, you to nowhere and I, I brought this picture because um, that's what a degree without a commitment to personal development can sometimes become you have a bridge that is connecting you to nowhere. You have a certificate that does not make you versatile, does not make you productive on the job market because you haven't, you haven't built, you, are, you have not been built to adapt. You, are, you have rather looked at building to last like this bridge. And the danger with building to last is that changing times may, may make you irrelevant. Thank you very much for staying tuned to this podcast. I hope it has been as rewarding for you as it was for me. I'm super excited that you chose to stay through. This is the end of the part one. Part two will be loading shortly. So make sure you complete the, the entire seg segment so you get the full details and you can begin your journey to better time management. Have a fabulous time. My name is Kelvin. And once again, don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Happy to have you.